Hello, we're Hello. back again and this time we're going to talk about supporting and completing plans for children with SEN um, approaches, pitfalls and tips. So hopefully this will be helpful. So this is about what I do in practice and also Bex has a really big input into my plans in practice as well, don't mm, you? So yeah, your absolutely. job as a, as a speech and language yeah, therapist. Yeah, constantly so. writing targets or plans and things. But yeah, I think we were having a quick chat before we did the filming and we were saying actually starting point when you're looking at writing a plan for a child is you've just got to know that child and it sounds Definitely. really obvious but when you're looking at SEND my, my feeling is you have to understand the impact of the difficulty the child is experiencing because we all know our developmental norms and we're all very good at thinking well mm. at this age they should have so many I, I always refer to words because that's my job but you know they have so many words at this age and actually sometimes it's not about the number of words you can have a, a little one that's communicating really effectively non-verbally um, and so it's not causing a problem for them. So you have to look at what is the impact of the difficulty and that will give you a really good starting point for your, your target. And with that as well, it's the conversation with the families. I think that, you know, that families, are, they are the expert in their own child. And so the impact of a child's difficulty might be very different at home and it might have a bit a different impact mm. on the family. But we have these plans are not just based in the child's setting these are it's, the child's plan yeah. aren't they? so it's, it's every aspect of their life so if if families are saying do you know what I really wish they could do this at home I really wish they could ask me for a drink that would make that would make my life so much better then that's the way that's, we go and that's what what you work on I think yeah. that's the most again we always talk about being authentic I think it's really really important we don't want yes we can use perhaps things and pinch things from plans that we've used before just to mm. make the paperwork side easy but when you're actually working with the child it's like what does that child need what is going to make the biggest difference and sometimes you can be in, in all the meetings as well can't you and actually you do know that child really well and so does the family so so don't be afraid to speak up speak up and just say okay this is what the what the child needs you know this is what what we want to do and I think actually physically writing the my plans mm. we've got a few top tips there haven't yeah. we and just well, like... you, you just referred to it then we were saying about you know we we absolutely value every child as an individual mm. and every child you can have two children who have the same type of difficulty but they will still present very differently yeah. but um you can also have a little stock and i have i do this you can I have do a little it as well. stock of targets <laughs> yeah. that you you will need to tweak but you haven't got to start again every time. So I have got my comprehension targets. I've got my express, expressive language targets. I've got my speech sound targets, social communication. And, and I can I don't have to then get worked up. And again, that is our top tip. Don't yeah, get worked don't, up over the writing. Yeah. We know there is a special technique to doing this and you've got to make these targets smart. But if so, if you have got like a supply of targets, you can refer back to you can go, mm. okay, I know I need to work on some attention and listening to this little one because they really are struggling to engage in any type of play. You've got your set there and you go, okay, I'm going to work around this and level. Just, yeah. And then you can tweak it to fit the child. So it, and also I think a top tip there is as well, if, if you're in practice amazing at doing these things with the child, so every practitioner can do these things with the child. So the person that, that's perhaps in the setting who or in the child minders who is running with SEND and being the coordinator, they might not be the person that's doing the things with the child. Mm. So so I would say as well, that person, yes, they need to have a knowledge of, of um, sort of special educational needs and things like that, but they also 
a lot of it is an admin task a yes. lot of it don't get bogged down with the paperwork so somebody who's amazing at, at admin get them to write the targets down get them to do that you can feed it and you all feed in so we would go around in our team meeting and we say somebody jots it down and feeds in and that's done and we all know what it is and i would say the most important thing is that all of your team and whoever's working with that child and all of the families they know what they're meant to be doing with that child. So that's not like plowing through reams and reams of paperwork. That is taking what you're going to do and literally in a sentence popping it on a clipboard and for us it's a clipboard um, or on the on the wall where it doesn't say the child's name, it just says plans in practice. So it looks like plans in practice and we know what we're meant to be doing in practice. I think there's you've got the paperwork side and you've got in practice this is what we're doing. Because the reality is, we were having this conversation, mm. there is so much to remember when you work with children. You cannot carry a child's mind plan in your head. You can't, can't. do it. You can't. Nobody uh, can. We so, don't. Uh, no, yeah. you can't. You can't. I, I can't. Yeah. And I have far fewer children to, to manage than mm. you do. So it's, it is about making things work for you. And on that note, when you're writing your plans, you can, it's understanding what does the child, what is the child's need, understanding what your target's going to be. And when it comes to writing the actions, how you're going to do that, how you're going to support the child to make that progress, it's being really realistic. And it's, yeah. and Becky and I were saying, that, you know, earlier that for us, it's, we don't want children to think or feel or know they are being treated differently. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's just, just natural. natural. It should just yeah. be. And, you know, the more you can do all of these exciting things outside. So so if you were trying to learn something, you need, you could, you were struggling a little bit to learn something and you needed some help to do it, what yeah. would, think about yourselves, what would be the best way that you could do that? Probably to make it quite fun, yeah. quite exciting, quite inclusive. In. With, I wouldn't want to particularly learn it on my own. I'd like to learn it with a load of other people and some people would know better and some people might not understand so we can all learn it together so don't ever be worried if if you're sort of working with a with a child or a few children and other ch children come to join encompass that that's fine I think and the more naturally it can be done the better really now, we know that there will be some children who perhaps children who have some sensory processing mm. difficulties or children with severe attention and listening difficulties where you do need to reduce the environment yeah. to be able to support them to learn better and that's okay we used to take children out and, you know, do our sessions and then bring them back in again. But actually, we know that children, especially communication, it's a social experience. So children will learn by experiencing and seeing and playing and doing. So if you can, if you, you can manage your environment so that you can have a quieter area or if the child's engaged and you can join them and you can just sort of ask a colleague actually do you know what? i've got a really opportune moment here this is rather than having yeah. your own agenda right i'm going to do the target at 10 past 10 actually that child's really engaged i can go over there and i can teach that which is, is what we are important. trained to do isn't it so you can have those moments it, it does mean thinking on your feet but i think my experience is you guys are really good at that we do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all we all think yeah. and i think it's just remembering that you know We'll do that in the day, and that will get. So, do you think we've covered everything? I thought just I've got some notes. I think, <laughs> my notes. I think again, make it doable. That was one of our biggest yeah. topics because, and also remember, it is not just your responsibility to carry out the actions to support the child. This is a child's plan. Yeah. So, anybody involved in that child's life, that's typically that would be parents, carers, grandparents, extended family. Everybody, everybody doing everybody. it. And yeah. so that's why it can't be exclusive mm. to the setting. So it's just yeah. remember that it's the child's plan and, and it, all the responsibility is not yours. So you would give that paperwork to the parents. Hopefully you can do it with the family mm. or get some input from the, from the family as well, which is really makes it 
it much more important because you're not going to know what's going on at home anyway but also like we were saying give the parent that plan because it's good for them to have it but also give them the bit that you're going to do in practice as well so that really simplified piece of this is what this is actually going to look like because mm. that's the bit that's going to make the difference I think yeah. isn't it to, to all the children Absolutely. so yeah. I think that works really well okay hope that's helped thank you Bye. Sorry about this, guys. <laughs>